Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hierarchy writer Steve Wino. We are pleased to be joined by former Capitals forward, now working for the Minnesota Wild, Matt Hendricks. Matt, thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I hope everything's going well out there. I'm wondering what the temperature's like out in Washington right now. Uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's hot. It's, it, we're, it, it, we're <laughs> up, in the, up, in the mid, up in the mid-90s here. You, how about you? Yeah, well, we've got, we've got high 80s low 90s as of yesterday we're hoping it cools down a little bit heading into the weekend yeah no kidding are you guys going to be well first of all thank you for taking a break i know you're doing this interview in your speedo as we speak (laughs) i appreciate you uh, who who told you that (laughs) i got a i got a little bird telling me telling me inside info now i I, it's uh it's i know how uh, busy things are right now so for everybody listening, Matt is uh, we're working for the Wild, but man, you are scouting pretty much everything on skates right now. It seems like, right? Is that is that pretty much what your life entails right now? Well, it's been busy. This past season uh, was really busy. Obvious, obviously, with the restrictions due to COVID, kind of coming off and making things a little bit easier to travel. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get back to full normalcy like we were, you know, three four years ago, but. It was great to be able to get back out on the road and, and see our prospects. And that's really what I'm doing alongside uh, Brad Bombardier, um, who I work underneath here in Minnesota. We're getting out and, and we're working with our, our, our drafted players, our prospects, whether that's uh, over in Europe, down here in the U.S. and in, in U.S. college or, you know, all through Canada in the in the major junior leagues up there. So. It's uh, it's been busy East Coast, West Coast, a lot of travel, but at the end of the day, it's great to get out and try and help these kids reach their their dream, and that's playing in the NHL someday. I'm curious, each of you guys. We, we just got down the Cup final. I was in Tampa for the Avalanche uh, winning the Cup and then dropping the Cup. I'm, I'm curious, each of your <laughs> thoughts on 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 the final, and and is there anything teams can glean, whether it's the Wild or the Capitals or whoever, glean from from Colorado winning this. Go ahead, Wag. Like our, okay, I'll go first. Well, I think Landis got kind of hit it on the head when he said, go out and find a Kale McCarr. <laughs> exactly. Got that right. I mean, how much fun was it to watch that guy? Not all. I mean, all season he's tremendous and, and obviously earned the Norris and he's an incredible player. But, man, was he at a whole new level in the playoffs. And I think just, you know, that's kind of the MO of that team and the way they play. They're, they're a possession-orientated team. They played extremely fast with high levels of skill and, you know, the will and determination that that group has kind of built over the last few years. We talk about scar tissue and what they've gone through in seasons past. And man, did, did they, did they put on a show this year in the playoffs? It was, it was a lot of fun to watch and extremely rewarding group and very happy for them and and their accomplishment. 
Yeah, I, I, what I think is cool too is that there's so many teams that that build up a lot of scar tissue but aren't able to get past it. You know, like they just kind of continue to go away. And 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 Colorado seemed to find a way. You know, they they were getting better every year. The regular seasons were good, but even their playoff performances were getting better. And you know, they'd run into a hot team every now and then, but. They, uh, they kept tweaking and retooling and finding new pieces. And yeah, you're right. Kale McCarr is, is crazy. The way that I look at it, it's like you watch, it was perfect in that Edmonton series. You watch McDavid go up against just about anybody and that defenseman either gets burnt or they have to turn and skate forwards to, to keep up with them, you know, even just a little bit, but McCarr was able to keep up with him, even skating backwards, you know, and being able to, to mimic his moves. And, and that, that to me is, is crazy. Cause it's, there's just not, there's so few defensemen that can do that. And I know I, I think of Nick Letty as an example, you know, he, he's always been one of the best skaters in the league and obviously he's a little bit older now and, and you slow down, but just, I've seen, you know, we watched McDavid go by him a, a few times. Um, and I'm just like, man, that's, he's always been kind of like the, you know, the peak for me in terms of how smooth of a skater he is. Um, and, and McDavid just flies by a guy like that now, but McCars, you're not able to do that. So that, that to me is, is the coolest thing is that he's able to do that. Plus walking the line and his first couple steps are so fast. So yeah, find a guy like that. Good luck. If you can, great. Otherwise, well, it, it, it just goes to show, I mean, how great he is on all levels. I mean, his feet are elite, his powerful, his skating ability is just off the charts but you know let's not forget about how intelligent he must be too i mean and to have the ability to trust himself going up against those great players and it's it's fun to watch and he's been in the league what three years now so (laughs) i mean it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary yeah he was my he was my consmite photo he was a unanimous consmite for a reason um, it was, I mean, was it enjoy, is it enjoyable for you guys to watch the playoffs at, at this stage? I know playing in it is one thing, watching it when your team's involved in it is another thing. Was it enjoyable at all? Go ahead, Carl. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, you know what, typically I, well, watch, Carl, you had your trip too. So we, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I typically watch the entire final, uh, every single game. And so I didn't, I didn't watch, uh, as much because like you said, I was, I was away for a good chunk of it. Um, and, uh, so I said, I didn't get to pay as close attention, but I don't know. I was, you know, I was so torn with this series because I, as much as I wanted Colorado to win, I also really wanted to see Tampa, you know, find a way. I I love the fact that they were able to be so resilient all playoff long with being down in series and, and still finding ways to come back. So I just thought it was a neat story, but I mean, the hockey was, was really really good and i i watched the game and andy i don't know if you feel the same way but i watched the game now and i'm like it is so fast that it it pushes so many players out of the league now because you just can't not only keep up with the the speed of the game you know physical speed but even the mental speed like some of the plays the guys are making now are just there's so many no look plays but you know we know that not every play is a full-on no look like you have an idea of where guys are and you're able to to put it into to space and the players are doing it at just such a fast pace that to me, the, the hockey is, it, it's just so fun to watch because I'm, I'm now watching it like, you know, with my jaw dropped as <laughs> like, how is, how is this <laughs> happening? Right. That, and that's, and I'm sure you see it, especially too, with the, the younger players and, and how they're even able to do it at a, at a younger level. It's, it's pretty neat. 
Absolutely. And to answer Stephen's question, I, I absolutely love the Stanley Cup playoffs and watching it. Obviously, having Carl and I both having experiences in the playoffs and understanding the grind that goes with it and understanding, you know, just the fraction of inches and, and mistakes that are made can cost you a hockey game. The pressure that's on these players, I, I love it. And I'm excited to turn it on every night. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a bit envious. I'm a bit pissed, pissed off, you know, that it's not our team and, and all those things that be that come with just being your average sports fan. Right. So, but it, it, it's for me, it, it is such a great time of year. The sun's out. It's the weather's getting nice. Playoff hockey's on, you know, I, I still have a, a real good friend in Zach Bogosian down in Tampa that, you know, I'm pulling for him and, and, you know, for him to, to go out and try and win another one. So that was exciting. But at the end of the day, a lot like Carl said, too, it, it, it is, there's a lot of wow. And I don't know if it's necessarily players are slowing down and that ends their careers. I just think the game continues to grow and adapt and become so much faster with this, this new age player that's out there. And that's why we're seeing guys retiring and leaving the game earlier than in the past. It's just because – not because they're slowing down. It's just the game continues to get so much faster. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely true. Let's take a quick break here because I, I want to go back in time. I want to ask you your, your Carl Osner stories. We'll do some more Capitals memories. And then later on on All's Caps, we'll do uh, Carl's stupid questions. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and former Capitals forward Matt Hendricks. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. As we just teased, my favorite thing, Matt, to do when people come on is I want your favorite Carl Osner story. And no one's come up with anything that's really that, that, that I've learned anything new yet about Carl beyond he's a great guy. So if you have anything more than he's a great guy, we'd appreciate that. In terms of over-the-top stories, I don't think there are any. Yeah, you know, hence, hence Squeaky the clean Arlson over here. Yeah, hence the nickname, no pun intended, Crazy Carl. Right? <laughs> That's I mean, exactly right. I think what what I was so impressed about with Carl from day one in Washington was his maturity level for being such a young player. You know, I remember looking at him, and I know he had found some real good success in his days in playing for the Hershey Bears in the American League. And, he steps into NHL training camp, and the year I was there, I just remember thinking, wow, this kid is, is a pro. 
a mature pro at such a young age. And he was able to step into an NHL game and play like he had played 10 years. And it was incredible. And then, you know, obviously him being such an awesome person, first and foremost, and his wife, Mandy, being just incredible people. My wife, Kim, and I kind of gravitated towards, towards them and ended up, you know, building great friendships and great relationships. And, you know, this was pre-kids in our household and would always go out to dinners after home games at, you know, in D.C. And the next thing you know, our second season there, Kim and I, Kim, my wife, Kim, gives birth to, to a set of twins. And then a year down the road, we're in the lockout and Carl and Mandy traveled to our house to spend, you know, for our kids baptismal and stayed with us for the weekend. And, you know, that's kind of how I look back at our time together. It was obviously playing for the Washington Capitals was such a great experience, but the friendships we made, you know, and, and we put Carl and Mandy right at the top. It was an incredible time in our lives that, that we'll never forget. Yeah, we, so I, this is, this is kind of funny, actually, how, how this all started, in my opinion, is my, so me and Chris Bork were both trying to, trying to make the team at the, at the same time here. And I remember coming into training camp and, uh, and why, know this, this guy's walking around with this raspy voice. He, he's got <laughs> the, the biggest, biggest lower body I've ever seen. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, He's, I know he's battling for the same, you know, kind of different, different, different player, but still battling for a, a forward spot. And I'm like, I thought like Borky was my roommate the year before. I'm like, I thought Borky was going to be on this team. Who is this guy that comes in and everybody loves him and he's a part of everything. I'm like, okay, I, I got to figure out who this guy is. And then we start spending a little bit of time together and Hendy has this routine that he does before the games to fire everybody up, making sure he, he taps every single player in the dressing room shin pads and says something like some, sometimes it's just, it, well, you are the original wagon. I hear the word wagon getting thrown out a lot. And I just hope that everybody knows that at least in my experience, you are the original wagon and whatever that, that definition wants to be for, for people, it can be different, but, but uh, so you would go around, he would go around tapping everybody saying wagon you know, Jeff Schultz would was the giraffe and he'd get his lick and leaves signature <laughs> line that Henry would throw it. Sometimes it would take five seconds, sometimes it would take 30 seconds, but the entire dressing room is just cracking up. And it's so funny because I think the caps are known now for having one of the most unique um you know pregame routines coming out on the ice. And I think a good chunk of that started with you. And I know that OSHA is a big part of it now and, and you guys didn't really overlap. So um, it's funny how that tradition has kind of lived on in the Capitals dressing room. But one of my favorite memories is, is every single day off. Why not me, Hendy and Dennis Weidman and our wives would get together and, and spend, I think it was pretty much every time in your guys, at your guys place in the backyard. And we would start dipping into the cigars and the scotch and it just kind of came like, <laughs> Like the, your day off is supposed to be your day of rest, and ours turned into like a day of like kind of debauchery. And I always thought yeah. it was so funny because I'm, you know, I'm this this younger guy, only a few years, couple years into the league, and I'm hanging out with the two of the older guys on the team. I'm like, man, this is sweet. Like this is the life. We don't have to go out to bars or anything. We just get to hang out and and do this. And I just thought it was so cool. It was it was for sure one of my favorite memories alongside the time you uh, split your shorts water skiing 
um, which I think is pretty funny. If you remember that or not. I think, up at, at Dennis and Lindsay's place up in the Muskokas. I remember that. Yeah. So, so, so like I said, Hendy's got a huge lower body and we were water skiing. <laughs> you, you were doing really good. And then all of a sudden, you know, as, as it happens, you go down and get back to the boat and you're, you're just sitting on, he's just sitting on the back of the boat. You're kind of like looking down, like something's going on. I didn't know if you'd rung your bell or, or what was happening. And next thing you know, stand up and legit half of his shorts are gone. Like completely ripped out the ass of these shorts. And it was so funny. And even your tweet after too, to her, I think it was Hurley said, is this normal? Is this supposed to happen with your guys' shorts? Is some sort of quick bathroom exit or something like that? It was, right. it was so funny, man. I don't know if you still got that, still got the, the huge glutes going or not, but it was, it always made me laugh seeing you stomping around. <laughs> well, the training regimen on my end has taken a, a step back from the playing days, of course, but I, I'm trying my best to stay in shape. <laughs> it's not <laughs> as easy as it once was. That's for sure. No, it really isn't. That's um, I'm starting to learn that I, we had uh we had anniversary pictures yesterday and I knew I had to try and squeeze into a suit. So the last week I've been just smoothies and detox teas. So I understand completely how, uh, how hard it is now. Matt, yep. how, how, how old, how old are your twins now? They are 10 years old. Now they turn 11 in November. It's cause I, re- I remember very specifically that November, 2012, because I think the Caps, I think you guys were playing in Jersey and they were born and you rushed to the rink and made it there for the game. If I remember that correctly. Yeah, I, I, so we were, we were flying out. We had practice at, the, at uh, Kettler and my wife went in for a, a checkup and I got an, actually got a, I think it was, I got a text. It was either from Mandy or Mackenzie Schultz that Kim was going into labor and we were on our way to Verot to the airport. And Ian Anderson, our team service rep told us that the, um, something was wrong with the airplane and we weren't going to take off on time. So we were going to, you know, go home and have lunch at home or whatever. And we were going to fly out at four o'clock. So I ended up just going right into the hospital. Talk about perfect timing. And, uh, and the kids were born and healthy. And then I, I ended up taking a train up the next day up to Newark to play the, the devils. I'll be honest with you. It was probably my worst performance ever. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, my mind was in a different, a different, uh, a different spot. That's for sure. Yeah, but, you do, but nobody's going to remember that. I, I think that was also no. the night. I think what, what am I am I remembering correctly? If that was that wasn't when that wasn't the same game that that uh, Joey Crab and Jay Beagle played with Ovi. I think it was a different Devils game. But no one's going to remember how you played. This is the, the heroic story of Matt Hendricks playing after his twins were born. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it was quite the experience taking the train up there too and walking through the the train station in Newark and up to the rink. And I think I got to the rink a little bit before the team showed up. So I got about a 20, 30 minute nap on the trainer's table in the locker room. And I think I had, I think I had Sabaro at the, at the train station before I left. That was my pregame <laughs> meal. Was, That's Sabaro at Union Station, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was quite the, quite the ordeal. That's amazing. Um, I, I'm always curious because now, now that, now that I'm um, experiencing, you know, being away from the game, what, what would you say you missed the most about, about not, not playing anymore because it's nice that you're still involved in hockey. So you guess you, I guess you get a little bit of that, that uh, I don't know if you call it a rush, but you, you get a little bit of that hockey in you. Um, but what would you say you miss the most now? 
Well, you know what, Carl, that's a great question. I, I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I'm still in the in, in working in hockey and in, so I have, well, I guess what I'm getting at is I have that locker room feel with the guys I work with now. Nice. You know, we get together for meetings and we're sitting in the boardroom and we're talking shop. And so I have that camaraderie and the good laughs and all that. I think what I miss the most is the games, is putting it all on the line every night, fighting, scoring the odd goal, just being part of that and in that and just kind of you – know, just that feeling, that adrenaline rush of playing hockey and getting out in front of all the fans, and the noise and all that. That's what I miss the most. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's funny when you say, as, as you're saying that I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it and it's, it's, it's a hard thing to describe what it's like when you um, get to like walk out through the tunnel, you know, especially a playoff game or, or a big game and, and the fans are there, the lights are down, the music's going. It's uh it's you're not able to recreate that feeling anyway, you know, and so it's a, exactly. like you said, you can, you can get that locker room feel back, whether it's working in hockey, like you are, or, you know, playing men's league or, you know, even having, having a good group of, of buddies and stuff that you just hang out with and, and shoot the shit, but to recreate the feeling of, of the excitement leading up to a game, or, you know, like you said, as a fight is happening or scoring a goal, it's you just don't get it anywhere else and that's a that's a you know we everybody always says it's it's the locker room stuff but i feel like it it's got to be a bit of the you know the rush you know you don't you don't find that unless maybe you're getting to some sort of extreme sports but it's still different but yeah it is a it's a it's a good point and um it's just hard to mimic like i've had friends i've took them out onto the bench and stuff after games and and to see it and you know i it even though you're out there and you get to look up and see all the seats, you know, no one's cheering and the music's not on and the lights aren't low. So it's, you know, it's, it is a, it's a really good point and it's something that, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't really get back any other way. So. Right. Totally agree. Like I, and I'm not, I was never known as a prolific goal scorer or anything, but that fraction of a second after you shoot the puck and you know, what's going in the net, that feeling of I scored before 20,000 people, even though it's in the net. Yeah. You know, that you can't recreate that feeling no matter yeah. what you do in life. I don't, I don't, at least I don't think. I know it's, it's, then, it's so funny you when know, you see guys that score all the time and they don't react. And I'm like, yeah. well, how, how do you not react? Like you just, <laughs> you just did something sweet and then there's right. nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, that's what I miss the most. And just God being on the ice and battling and trying to win a game, trying to win a series. I, I, that that's the hardest thing for me. And, and Matt Hendricks, you did do this 55 times during your NHL career, a 55 goal scorer, Matt Hendricks. Uh, when we come back on all caps, uh, Matt Hendricks will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code CAPS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code CAPS, C-A-P-S, to receive your first month free. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and, and one of my favorite Capitals players of all time, uh, Matt Hendricks. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. And now Matt gets to be the latest victim of Carl's stupid question. Yes, and and not not just uh, one of your favorite players of all time, mine too. And I know we've had so many people ask to get uh, to get you on, Hendy. So fired up that you <laughs> that you had made some time, and now you get to play my game here. Um, so you're aware of how it works. It's completely made up and for fun, but still curious about it. Um, so we'll start with question number one. Uh, you mentioned that that one game you had to have Sbarro for your pregame meal, but. <laughs> What was your typical <laughs> typical pregame meal for, for Matt Hendricks? Well, Carl, that is a good question because what I found is superstitions in hockey were awful. Yeah. <laughs> by the end, if, I had a, if I had one superstition, by the end of the season, I'd have 50 of them. Oh, yeah. And I found that out early in my career. So then I started building what I called habits. So my, my pregame meal became basically spaghetti with, pasta, with pink sauce, yeah. chicken, a side salad and chicken noodle soup. And I bet I ate that for 10 straight years. <laughs> <laughs> it even got to the point where I would go home versus going out for lunch after a pregame skate. If we were at the home rink, I would go home and, and my wife, Kim, would make my lunch. And she actually made a ceramic bowl, you know, put my name on it. And it was kind of my, it looked like a trough. That's how much she could fit in there. But <laughs> I did not. I did not deviate off that my entire career and I don't, it just became a habit and that's what I was comfortable with. It, it's funny too, because um, yeah, that's like what, what people would typically think, you know, is, is a spaghetti or some sort of pasta and, and whatever for pregame meal. But what, what is a lesser known fact is how many guys love soup and yeah. it's like how almost every single person starts their meal off was with a bowl of soup. And it was always a big thing. How, how the soup was, you know, how's the soup, babe? Ovi would always say, yep. and yep. Uh, you always want to know if, it, if, you, if you get a good one from uh, one of the hotels, guys are really fired up. And it's, it's kind of funny. I never did the soup because I was, you know, I, I just never did it, but I always was jealous of all the guys crushing soup before, before game. So that's a, that's a full three course meal. No ice cream though. Right. Well, sometimes I learned from Mike Knubel, just one spoon. Just one spoon. That's what it was. Just one spoon of ice cream. That's all you get. <laughs> once in a while, we'd put a little hot or a little uh, hot or chocolate sauce on there too. But it was just one spoonful. <laughs> just a taste change. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Right. Okay. Uh, number two. So uh, I know that you. <laughs> and I don't know if there's how much truth there was to it, but I think you had to 
make a decision back in the day um, about how you wanted to spend your summers if you wanted to do more fishing or more golf. And I'm curious <laughs> if you could have your dream day right now, what, what would your full dream day look like? You're right about that. When when Kim got pregnant with the kids, I was playing on a summer slow pitch softball team. I was fishing <laughs> as much as I could and golfing as much as I could. And she kind of gave me the ultimatum. It was you got to pick one of three. And I remember thinking, okay, well, I'll pick uh, I'll pick fishing. Thinking, you know, it's not going to be quite as expensive. Boy, was I wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> but a perfect day for me would probably be up in northern Minnesota on Lake of the Woods out of the northwest angle or up in Ontario out of um, Lac Sewell, which is a big river system that kind of dumps into Lake of the Woods. And I would love to spend a week there with friends and family. My son Gunner now is, is an avid fisherman. We've actually got a league starting up here in July back in Minnesota for him. Nice. And I have had some really, really great experiences great times memorable experiences with gunner doing that so that would be if i if i had my own vacation that's that's what i would be doing yeah that's uh it seems to be I've, a lot of a lot of people talking about how how much fun they have fishing and it's not something that i'm really all that into but it just i mean even just sitting out there and not catching anything just something about being on the water is is uh it's just different hits differently yeah. so makes sense well and, and you know what the best thing about going to those parts of the country those parts of the world is that your phone don't work yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and you don't have many days in in your life that you can go without your cell phone and, and with our you know with our line of work and stuff so it for me it's it, it's an experience well worth it yeah that's true i i won one afternoon after coming home from the rink i decided i was going to just leave my phone in the car and not worry about it and uh, pick it up in the morning. And so when I came back to the to car the next morning, I had 13 missed calls and about 20 text messages because I missed two radio interviews that I was supposed to do that afternoon. <laughs> <The> one, <laughs> one day. <laughs> just, uh, that, that's what I mean. You can't, yeah. you can't live without it. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. It was amazing guys. So a quick cell phone story. So when I was in Denver for, for the cup final, there was a woman came up to breakfast at, at the hotel and to ask for a menu. And they said, well, it's on this QR code. She said, well, this doesn't do a whole lot for me. I left my phone in Alabama. Who leaves oh. your phone two time zones away? <laughs> right. <laughs> that must've been a mistake. Uh, yeah. it, it was a mistake, but like you got to go to like Walmart and get a burner at that point or something. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad feeling walking out the door without it. I'll tell you that. Yes, it is. Um, okay. <clears throat> so we talked about this a little bit earlier with uh, some of the skill in hockey right now. If you were playing right now, um, would you rather have speed like McDavid, uh, shot like an Ovi or a Matthews, or passing ability like a Backy or a Kane? What, 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 would, what would be the skill that you'd want to have, you think? Well, I always had a shot like Ovi. I just That's never got true. the puck. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest, though, that's a really good question. I think I would go with the speed. Yeah. I think the speed opens up so many, you know, more opportunities for you in, in the game of hockey. And I also feel that helps your longevity in the game. You know, you could be a penalty killer for a lot longer time. You could be a role player in the game with speed like that. So. I would definitely go with speed. Yeah. I, you know, you just look at a guy like Chimmer. 
Like Chimmer could fly, exactly. you know, and, and I, I'm not, I won't ever chirp anybody's hands or shot, but you know, it's, it's not like he, he was uh Matthews or, or backy in, in that sense, but he could fly and, uh, and he played a heck of a long time. So I think you're right there. Although I think it's sweet to be able to throw sauce passes like backy. I think that would be so much fun. <laughs> Just and for I, you know what? <laughs> to be honest, I look at that and I was like, well, I'd, I'd never be able to do that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how, awesome is nicholas baxter i mean that yeah. kid he is just he is one of the most fun one of the greatest teammates carl i'm sure you would agree with that yeah but just his hockey iq and his knowledge and his ability to play and facilitate the puck on the power play he's just he's incredible yeah so glad i got to got to play with him for three seasons just the tightest cutest little sauce passes ever everywhere oh. so much fun to watch um yeah yeah, I could talk about Backy forever, um, but we only have a few minutes, six minutes left on our on our Zoom call here. So we'll get to the next one here. What um, What's your favorite dessert? Ooh, I'm a big strawberry malt guy. Not a shake, a malt. Wow. And they, 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 there is a difference. Yes. My, da- my dad got me hooked on those when I was a kid. If I had a, you know, played a, a great baseball game or something. He would bring me to Dairy Queen and, and we, we would always have to, it would have to be a malt though. It couldn't be a shake. And now actually I've passed that on to my generations with my, with Gunner and Lennon. They're both into the strawberries too. Yeah. Awesome. That's a, heck, I may, heck have, I may have, I may have more of those than I probably should, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's tradition. You just have to. Who, who's counting, right? Yes, exactly. Um, okay. So now we talked also about the, uh, you know how we do less training now what exercise are you most happy you don't have to do because i remember you had a pretty intense warm-up routine with the bands and the balls and all that stuff um so i'm not sure if it's along those lines or if it's something else but what, what are you what are you most excited that you don't have to do every uh, every year training to be honest with you that i think the hardest thing on my body was the act of skating yeah, you know, like <laughs> the conditioning stage and my feet were so bad. Yeah, still are so bad. And, you know, that would beat my back up a lot. I mean, now I can go into the gym and I can, you know, I can do a lot of the same stuff we did when we were playing. And I don't need to go through quite the extensive warm up, I think, just because I'm not putting myself in, you know, the position of being on the ice all the time. Yeah, at least at least putting my, you know, being in the position of playing in the, in an NHL hockey game. So that, that has saved me a lot. My back has been doing a lot better because of it. Yeah. That's a, it's a weird position to be in. And uh, so much of your lower body gets tight, which pulls on your back and your knees and all that. So right. it's very, it's very true, but yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had a, a picture of your ankles to, uh, to post <laughs> along with the link because that was uh, <laughs> Pretty intense. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I do not miss all the bag skating. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, and uh, okay. Last one for you is: What's your go-to drink these days? Well, I'm trying to. I'm kind of. I'm a light beer guy or a, a Tito's and soda water with a lemon. Ooh. Tito's and soda is yeah. a great call. It's a good call. You know, I just try to get to thirty thousand feet and just kind of hover there. You know, comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> just be comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. We, uh, we had a few Coors Lights back in the day, so I was wondering if that was yes, still, we did. still your go-to. Well, that's, 
that that's still that's still lining our refrigerator out in the garage. That's for sure. With the occasional banquet, just just for a special treat. Well, yeah, you know, if you got people coming in from out of town, you got to get the good stuff. <laughs> that's so good. Um, all right, yeah. well, that's that's the six I got for you. Let me add these up really quick. Um, okay. Okay, so we go back to the pregame meal. It was a good one. Fishing, solid. Speed, I think, is the right answer. The skating, agreed. Coors. You know what? The the fact that you said strawberry malt hits really, <laughs> yes. really good for me because yes. I used to have a I used to have a strawberry shake before every single one of my baseball games. When I would come, I'd leave from hockey and then go to baseball, and we'd stop at A and W and get. Uh, and get uh, strawberry milkshake. So I know it was a milkshake and not a malt, but still, it hits. Um, yeah, man, I think that I think that's a two hundred and twenty-six point total for you right there. Which oh man, that's yeah, gotta be an okay number, don't it? It is. Yeah, you just leapfrog Brooks Orpic and uh, <laughs> second place. That, that puts him. He's got the the Oshis are up there. Uh, the Petries are up there. And the outlier, Greg Wachinski. I think so. That puts you into fourth place, Hendy, which is top okay. five. It's pretty damn good. I'll take that. Yes, man. Congratulations. I've never been a guy at the absolute top. I'm usually just kind of hanging out below, right? You always, <laughs> always need the role players, right? That's it. That's it, buddy. The, the, <laughs> the original wagon, Matt Hendricks, uh, top four in Carl's Stupid Questions. Matt, thank you very much for joining us on All Caps. Uh, hey, guys, thanks for having me. This was great. And I just want to say something to the Caps fans. Obviously, loved my experience there playing for you guys. And if you're ever having a bad day, just blame Wino. That's, that's, that's what everybody does anyway. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week on All's Caps. Maybe think with Dennis Weidman. But we will talk to you some with someone next week on All's Caps.